Hi, I'm Stephen Crafty and I'm here at RMIT University in Melbourne presenting Talking Design. I'm here with a very distinguished guest. Ooh. Very, very <laughs> honoured. <laughs> Last time I met this guest was in London and um, I was very nervous about seeing him and he's just the nicest guy and everyone around the world knows him. Sir Paul Smith. Yeah, Even hello. though you cringe at Sir. I know I do. <laughs> so I guess looking round to see if there was somebody else behind me that was really called Paul <laughs> Sir Paul Smith, but uh, no, it's me. Paul, welcome to Melbourne. Cheers, thanks. Um, are you here for the launch of the new Collins Street store? Or I am, it? yes, yeah. I, although the, uh, the Paul Smith store on Collins Street has been open for a while, uh, just my schedule has been so crazy, so uh, we had to delay the official opening till, That's till now. That's Yeah. Um, first time to Australia? Yeah, absolutely. I can't believe it, but Why it, it's so true. Um, I think it's just, just my schedule, and, and because obviously it's uh, quite a long... Uh, a long flight to get here so um, it's never really fitted into the schedule but this time I was determined to make the effort. I was working in Japan for six days then I came here yesterday, went to Sydney which was really nice for the day and then I'm here for two days in Melbourne and then off to Singapore. Okay. Um, you are only here for such a short time and you generously give to students and you've always been very supportive of young talent. Um, did you find that moving through the fashion world that the industry wasn't particularly generous to you? Well, I, I just, uh, sometimes, it's, this sounds really swell-headed what I'm about to say, but uh, sometimes when I do a talk, I think, well, I wish I'd have heard that talk when I was 21. That, might, that would have been quite helpful, you know. So it, the, the industry's not been bad to me at all. It's just that um, the, the sort of what if and I'd, how do you do that sort of questions and... Um, there was just nobody to answer them and, and I, hopefully with my talk I did today is that you sort of demystify the industry a little bit. Is this the only talk you're giving to uh, students it is, at yeah. RMIT? Yes it is yeah. Yeah the, the last talk I did was in Westminster School in London actually and uh, uh, they were six formers in, in the school and uh, so I, I, I always try to aim at sort of 14 to 24 year olds so I can I think they're there at a time when they're so used to learning and listening that um, hopefully you can help them out a bit. Okay. Um, what inspires you about student work? Is it the eagerness or just that raw talent that's being... I think uh, the great thing about uh, youth but especially more to do with children actually is that, that um, I hope I'm childlike in my way and uh, that's very different to childish uh, which is um, childlike means you've got an open mind a free mind that's maybe not cluttered with experience or education um, so as a teenager you're starting to go through growing pains and go, get a bit confused but yeah, I think if you can tap into their energy and, and almost help them out they're so open to things so if you can help them out then and point them in the right direction so I do like talking to uh, you know young people just generally I had nine 22 nine-year-olds to my studio from the school right near where you came yes. uh, and, and um, they were fantastic and they're so they ask great questions. They're so honest. I mean, children are so honest, you know. But I think what's also interesting, Paul, is you, you make time. And when I did interview you in London, mm. um, I was very nervous, but there was a, a young uh, graduate outside your studio and she came with her portfolio. She obviously hadn't made an appointment and she just said, look, would you see my work? Yeah. And, you know, most designers of your calibre would just say, 
did you have an appointment or see my pair? You said, yeah. oh, no, look, I'm finishing off with Stephen. I'll be with you. Can you give me five minutes? Yeah. I thought that was really touching. Uh, I know. Well, it, sometimes, it, you know, in the early part of my career, you, you have to be sometimes a little bit cheeky or a little bit, um, you know, taking advantage of certain situations in order to progress. I remember, you know, going, going up to... Uh, I was in Paris and there was a Sonia Ricci old fashion show and uh, I, it was in her shop and I just just pressed my nose against the window and I'm sure she was like, what's that young? When was that a bit? <laughs> oh gosh, in the 70s, yeah. And so, you know, just you do sort of cheeky things sometimes when you're younger. Eddie Slomane, you know, who's now the big designer for Yves Saint Laurent, he said to me that he, he uh, gate crashed one of my fashion shows once um, um, with a photocopied press pass from his friend. So, uh, you know, it's uh, quite interesting. It's lovely. That young lady, um, the following week, it's quite obscure what I'm about to tell you, but she came back with a banana for me because she'd read somewhere, I like bananas. So she, so she came back with a banana to say thank you for seeing my failure. Was it a happy story? Did she get a gig with you? Or uh, no, no, but what we did do is we put her in touch with some people uh, who probably could help her, you know. But whether they did or not, I don't know. What would, you, what would your main message be? to students taking a career in fashion, particularly at the moment when it is a well, difficult Well, I mean, just the fact that, you know, um, this is not negative, the start of this answer, but nobody needs another designer or another blogger or radio station or card mm -hmm. or restaurant. So you've got to know why somebody might be interested in your work or your ability and so you have to sort of really immerse yourself in the industry that you want to be in, really have a really full knowledge about it that that is really interesting for you not a false like I better find out mm -hmm. you want to find out so immerse yourself in it and then hopefully you can find a, a a way through the reeds to the sea as I describe it you know you can find a little something that hasn't been done in your city or your country and slowly slowly you know just just try and think laterally or, or maybe align yourself with a designer who you particularly love yes and i mean work in their studio. and also you know providing you can uh, keep yourself somehow which could be mean working at the weekends in a bar or mm. working in the evenings or whatever i mean just, you know so many people now unfortunately are so um have got such high uh, regard of themselves and, and high values and sometimes you just have to go to the beginning and start at the bottom and just get on with it. Yeah. Um, Paul, why was Melbourne your first standalone store? Uh, it, to be honest, uh, the absolute honesty is that we were hoping that there would be uh, Sydney and Melbourne at the same time. Uh, but unfortunately the one we found in, Mel in uh, Sydney didn't, didn't happen um, and so and we, the one in Melbourne did happen, so we ended up with the one in Melbourne, which we're delighted with. It's an amazing building. Beautiful space. Yeah, and it's in a street which is really special with lots of other really great, great uh, designer brands there. And, and the building is just so Paul Smith because it's an old sort of Victorian red Very brick. Uh, yeah, and, and that may, means that we've uh, been, been able to create rooms within the building. So each room has got its own sort of um, feeling. Um, Paul, did you select certain ranges for the Australian market or, um, uh, or not? Or no, we didn't. Um, we've got, uh, I have a buying team and um, we... Uh, analyzed the, the um, 
clothes that we sell generally quite well in Australia to independent stores and to the department stores. So we had a bit of a guide, and obviously we were very conscious of your seasons here being different to ours. And not so, as cold. Yes, and so we always um, we have a little sentence that says, think global, act local, and that helps us a lot. So we thought locally, took a lot of advice about you know, the weather, the seasons, uh, and, and so then that guided us. And I suppose the other thing, Paul, is that we are very casual here. Yes, yeah. but oddly enough, um, our biggest selling items are suits, which, which really surprised us in a, in a great way. I mean, we, we sell an enormous quantity of suits around the world, and um, Paul Smith's suits, luckily, are very popular, and um, we're selling suits really well. Um, Paul, what would you say is the most, or one of the most challenging things about fashion at the moment, and in terms of keeping ahead of the game? Well, I think the thing is that there are, uh, with with fashion, there's too many too many designer brands out there. There's too much choice. Uh, there's um, the, a lot of the reasonable price brands uh, are able to follow the catwalk really quickly, and so therefore, um, as a as a catwalk designer, then you've got to really keep up in more than just uh, clothes in my opinion so in the talk I just showed um, the fact that I take photographs I do interviews for people I design other products and that way it keeps a sort of the name uh, on the tongue of people from the design world the architecture world etc and of course all our shops are very unique as well one thing I was very disappointed with about going to London last time and I was there in mm. June was I went to Mayfair and your furniture store was closed for renovation. Ah, that's right, yes. And I thought, I looked at the sign and it's, it didn't say I'd be open in a week, it said I'd be open in a year. And yeah. I said, who can afford to have a shop in Mayfair <laughs> open for a year or uh, renovate? What are you doing to that uh, Well, shop? I bought the building next door. And so I'm knocking, uh, the, I'm building a tunnel between the two and I've stripped out the whole, whole building. It's going to be um, still furniture, of course, but also my main women's collection and selected items from the main men's collection and then lots of interesting stuff, you know. Furniture and objects. Yeah, collections of art. I've been collecting lots of um, brawn, you know, Dieter Rams designed all the amazing brawn collections, so I've got lots of his products like the brawn calculator, record players, radios, and then there'll be a, a whole craft section, but it'll be changing all the time. There's another lovely connection to Melbourne, and uh, she's actually going to be a, a guest on my show in a few weeks' ah. time, Susie Stanford. Oh, right, yeah. And she actually used to design a lot of jewellery for you. That's right, yes, yeah. Well, we, I mean, as I don't design jewellery, we, we have some of our own Paul Smith jewellery, but it's quite basic. Um, we buy in jewellery mm. from... Um, various designers around the world and uh, there amazing. you go yes it, uh, very good what are some of the exciting projects on the horizon Paul? um well um tuesday um what, what day is it today sunday sunday yeah so sunday yeah tuesday i'll go to singapore as i said earlier a new shop there uh, i've got a new shop in moscow new shop in mumbai uh, in india and then also um this week i signed for three more shops one in Hamburg, one in Zurich, and one in Beijing. Wow. Uh, oh, I opened in Tianjin last weekend as well. In Do you know China. how many stores you have now? Or is it Can I come back to you on that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. The one in Tianjin, is, it made me smile because um, we were supposed to open in Shanghai first, but the, the building got delayed, so that's going to open next year. 
uh, and then they said, well, we could open in this provincial small city. There's only 14 million people in it. <laughs> so, um, after all this time, Paul, and you've had a lot of great experiences, what's the thing that you still find exciting about the industry that really... Well, uh, to love? be honest, the thing I find most exciting is life. I mean, I'm just a very positive young man. I'm young. <clears throat> no, I'm a very positive person. I just adore life. I mean, I... I swim, uh, when I'm in London, I swim at 5.15 every morning. I get to work for six. Um, I just love my days. And, and um, the first person I normally speak to, because I have to creep out without waking my wife up, um, is the road sweeper, who happens to be sweeping just outside the swimming baths. And uh, so, you know, the days are so diverse and so lovely. And, you know, so it's in the industry, of course, but just just people and life and if you're positive it's all out there paul look thank you so much for taking the time to welcome. speak to me oh it's um, lovely sorry Stephen. i kept you waiting no no <coughs> um been a pleasure thank and you. um you've been listening to paul smith from paul smith london yeah sir paul smith and it's been an absolute treat and you've been with stephen crafty talking design thanks so much for listening